Welcome to the Money and Investing Podcast with me, Andrew Baxter. We're focusing this one kicking off 2020 in the way it should be, and that's with some great goals, which perhaps unlike New Year's resolutions are going to get achieved, are going to make it past Australia Day, and are going to leave you in a position where you have your best year yet. We'll talk about how to set your goals very carefully, how to chunk them down into bite-sized amounts that make them possible, how to motivate yourself along the way, how to reward yourself along the way, and most importantly, to make sure that the right goals for you, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's health, whether it's fun, you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. We'll see you in the show. Hey there, guys. Welcome to Investing in Money with me, Andrew Banks, your host, and of course, my offsider, Mr. Mitch Olorenshaw. How are you, buddy? Well, what an intro that is. Happy New Year. How are you, AB? Happy New Year to you, my friend. Very well. Happy to oh, Absolutely unbelievably good. Here we are. Start of the new year. Pretty exciting times, hey? It's great. Where's, where's the time gone? I mean, all of a sudden, we're starting from the start yet again, another year. It's a great thing about, I reckon, this immediate period after New Year is you get to redesign your future in advance. And that's what we're going to talk about today, which I believe is goals, goal setting, Ooh. New Year's resolutions. Wow. All the fun stuff, hey? I love goals, but what I love more is achieving them. Mm. That's an interesting point, isn't it? If you think about most people, um, perhaps yourself included, perhaps me included, perhaps everybody, start this time of year. Here we are, 2nd of January, New Year's resolution in play. And we all know most New Year's resolutions, very scary statistic, don't even make it past Australia Day. Really? Mm. Wow. So was that three weeks? Three weeks. That's about as long as it takes. So we start with all good intentions. You know, this is going to be my year, money-wise, health-wise, relationship-wise, career-wise, personal growth-wise. And then it does fail. It disappears for three weeks. Mm. And I think it's important to note, what I want to start off chatting about Mm. is intention. Mm. Because as we all know, without good intentions, I mean, there's pointless even setting goals, right? So as a question, I mean, how do you get your intentions right? You've got to know what you want. And, and, And that sounds such an obvious thing to say, but if you actually sit down with people and say, okay, you tell me, what exactly is it you want, either out of your life, out of your business, whatever it might be, what do you want? And usually the response is quite vague. If anything, it's like, well, most people want to be happy. Let's sure. face it, you know, that's, that's, that's most people's goal, want sure. to be happy. But what exactly does that mean? And what are the mechanisms by which you're going to get there? Now, if you don't know where you want to be or what your goal is, any road will take you nowhere. If you've got a very specific place you want to be, and this is why specificity is so, so important here, um, you can then design a game plan that will get you there. Sure. All you do is follow that plan. Yeah. Whereas if you've got no idea where it needs to be, no plan is going to get you there. Not right. with a level of satisfaction. I think that's that's a fundamental flaw, I think, in what most people are looking for. They okay. just don't simply know what they want. Right. So you're saying setting that direction is that first step. Mm-hmm. Initially, I mean, it's the new year. You want to have that clear, I'm going to this place in this amount of time, you know, doing this exactly. Would that sound about right? That sounds about right. But we've got to put some bells and whistles on there to make it a reality because that's exactly the process that most people start this year with, they probably started last year with, they started the year before with, and it's not got them there, so what's missing? Uh, and it can be a range of things, excuses are a big one. Wow. But not having any skin in the game, any real emotional drive toward that goal. Now we're in the money business, our whole business is about helping people generate more income, more money to buy their time back, and that's actually the real thing, it's about buying that time back. But if you don't have a level of emotion behind your goal, so like we trained this morning and thanks for flogging me, I'm gonna be hitting the ice bath as soon as we're done here. Seriously, it was no issues. I'm happy to do it any day <laughs> of the week for you. Um, but there's an emotional goal there as well. It's not about losing weight or it's not about being able to lift a certain amount of weight. It's that overall holistic goal of being healthy and fit sure. to have a long quality of life to enjoy my wife and kids. That's my goal, simple as that. And there's a huge emotional barb on the back of that. 
for me, and that is I want to be able to enjoy my time with my kids. Sure. Uh, whereas if you set a goal that's uh, I want to be able to lift 150 kilos deadlift or I want to lose six kilos, the problem is if you don't hit that goal, let's say you want to lose six kilos but you only lose five, you're left underwhelmed. You didn't hit the goal, you're frustrated. Sure. And it's the wrong goal. So is it a matter of sort of dialing your goals back more to their fundamental basis? I mean, if it's about lifting 150 kilos, is it more instead better to design a goal that says, I'm going to go to the gym and work on my strength five times a week? Because that goal of lifting 150 yeah. kilos will come subsequently, right? Absolutely. Uh, and again, when you look at this whole notion of goal setting, a lot of people get it back to front. The goal isn't the actual goal, the, the real goal. That's just the carrot, the tangible. <laughs> the actual goal itself is the person that you have to become, the habits that you have to build to be the kind of person that can attain that goal. Totally. So you're quite right. If you say I'm going to train four or five times a week and work on my strength, ultimately, if you hit that four or five times a week, by default, you will achieve that goal. Now, the problem is if you just lifted 150 kilos, you're achievement driven just as I am. Sure. If you lift at 150 kilos, you're left with that underwhelming feeling of, great, what happens next? Wow. You've hit the goal and there's nothing behind it. Whereas if it's about building that habit to get there, all of a sudden that muscle memory, that habit is something that's going to set you up for a lifetime of bigger, longer term goals over and over because the process is already set up and it's working on autopilot. Totally. And I think it's really important to note is that the importance of process. I mean, for example, if you take the gym example, yeah. I mean, you and I meet there every morning at the same time, mm. you know, we train our bums off and we work hard and it's just become so normal for us that it's just what we do. We get up and we go to the gym. And it's like any goal, I think putting those steps in place where it just becomes second nature that you're, every day you're working towards getting there, mm. it makes things a lot easier. 100%. I mean, try cleaning your teeth or rather not cleaning your teeth before <laughs> you get into bed. Yeah, and either you're going to pull yourself up or, not, or your partner's going to kick you out of bed and say, go clean your teeth. And that's how the activities towards goals need to be. They need to be ingrained so you don't have to think about it. It's just this sure. subconscious action day in and day out towards moving in there. Okay. Now, we're in the money space. Um, and how do you create a daily habit like cleaning your teeth with money? And it starts with, for example, saving, or it starts with budgeting, or it starts with getting what money you have working harder. And having those most options available to the typical investor, you know, cash at the bank, 0.75% a year, it's not worth having. Trying to save to get in the property market is beyond most people's reach. So it's a big goal. Maybe this year your goal is to buy a property or an investment property or another property. And being able to secure that deposit seems so, so far out of reach at 20% of the property value. So the next trick, I guess, after you've got emotion uh, behind what you're trying to achieve and, and then setting it up so it happens on autopilot is to chunk it down and stop it being this big, impossible, insurmountable goal and making it small bite-sized nibbles day in and day out. Sure. Um, so that might be in the case of trying to get a deposit for a property, well, every month we're gonna try and save an additional $1,000. And that's a great goal to have. And $1,000 a month uh, is far more easy to rationalize, it's easier to rationalize than $120,000, uh, which just seems such a long, long way away for a lot of people if that's a deposit you need. The next step on the back of that is getting that grand a month working harder so that not only are you working hard to save it, but that money is also working just as hard as you are to grow. And that's again, what our bread and butter is. So chunking it down is something that's that's that's, that's an important step in this. So sure. the goal doesn't seem overwhelming. Okay. Mm -hmm. and. I mean, once you've chunked it down, once you've got your direction, once you're set on, you know, your process, mm. how do you get rid of excuses? Because it's <laughs> all good and fine to have these yeah. great intentions and to do it, but when you're one month, two months into it, mm. how do you not make those excuses to maybe back out? Mm. That's a 
tricky one, isn't it? And look, we live in the real world and, and we meet tens of thousands of people every year as a course of what we do as a business and everybody has a story. And those stories are all reasons why I can't. Uh, and I, the, the response I'd have to that is really simple. Other than right now, when would be a good time to be having more income? Why would you possibly <laughs> want to delay well, getting started? Or if we're talking about health, other than right now, when would be a good time to be healthier? There's no point delaying it. If you want the outcome, the best time to start was yesterday. The next best time is right now. Exactly. You know, and if you think about yesterday, what is it you say? Yesterday you said tomorrow. So yesterday you said, I'll do it tomorrow. And here we are now. And, and you're still not doing it. And people can live in excuses. Sure. It's not the right time. Uh, you don't understand. Something's come up. I don't have the money. Um, you know, we meet this all the time. You know, people want to get started with my investing, and, and, and it's a it's a it's a tragedy. You want to start investing, but I don't have any. I don't have enough cash to start with this. And you say, well, do me a favor, get your phone out of your pocket, show me your phone, and they've got the brand new, like, <laughs> brand spanking new iPhone, twelve, thirteen hundred dollar phone. And it's not a question they don't have the money; they're just choosing to put it in a different place because maybe their goal of investing isn't important enough to them because there's no emotion behind it. They haven't thought sure. through the steps. Okay. So, getting emotion, chunking it down eliminating excuses and as an organization that's one thing we do more than anything as you know and you know again for people watching this you might think you guys sound like you're being pretty harsh but the reality is we've helped tens of thousands of people set themselves free financially and and, and one of the major observations from the two decades we've been doing that now is that coaches win games cheerleaders don't you know and if you want someone wow. to give you a hug and say it's okay at least you're trying that's great but if you really want the best year you've ever had in your life you've got to get someone that's going to stretch you that's a coach or a mentor that's done it themselves and they'll show you the way and they will hold you accountable to that journey as well because again accountability is a tricky thing i don't want to get a phone call from you at quarter past five in the morning saying ab how come you're not already at the gym where are you why aren't you here and that's the great thing about working with a training buddy exactly, in the same yeah. way with a mentor in the investing space or anything else for that matter because on your own trying to do this sort of thing solo it's so hard but when you're part of a bigger community and there's, there's more pushing you along in the right direction or pulling you if it's needed, then you're going to have that fuel in the tank to get what you want out of it. Totally. And I think that's why our members are so good at communicating with one another. I mean, we share our successes. We also share our failures because it's important that everyone learns and everyone keeps each other accountable mm. in their own little way. Mm. Obviously, the main one is to keep yourself accountable. But drawing on others for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Uh, great quote and uh, agree with that 100%. We're in a society now where, particularly for for a lot of guys out there asking for help, you think, ah, you know, I'm showing my hand here, I've got this tough alpha male. The reality is if you want to get something and you're not sure how to get there, and, and life is kind of like this big long corridor, and there are all these doors that you can open along the way, and some of them are good doors to open, uh, some of them less so, <laughs> we've all had those experiences too. Having someone that goes with you and say, look, try number seven because that's likely to be what you want based on what you've told me. And if you like, I'll come with you just to make sure it fits is a lot easier than trying to work it out on your own because it can become overwhelming. I already feel more comfortable. Mm. Where, where do you start? I mean, you might start by reading a book, good place to start. You think, that was okay. And I'll read another book and that contradicts the first book you've just read. So okay, <laughs> the third one and now that says something else. You've got all this contradiction and this conflict going on. Right. And then as soon as we get any kind of conflict or contradiction in our mind, it's easy to do nothing because we're confused. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Sure. And that's another reason why a lot of things break down for people where with any these resolutions that they start, the habit's not there and it's easy to get blown off course. Number two, they don't know why they want to do it. There's no real emotional reason. It just sounds like a good idea at the start of the year to say, this is my year money-wise. Okay, why? Oh, I just feel like I need more money. Well, that's not strong enough. 
You know, it's because I want to get my dream home. I want to change my car. I've got this beautiful trip I want to do in Italy and have lunch in Positano with my partner oh, wow. and do all this sort of stuff and have a really ice cold lemon <laughs> on a Wednesday when everyone else is at work. And do you know something? I don't want to pay for it. I want my money to pay for it by getting it working harder. That's a lot more specific. And there are all things that you can then break down and do. I think that's a really, really powerful message. And, you know, from what I've seen and, you know, from what you've you know told me and the experiences we've shared, I mean, you're, you're quite good at setting goals and actually sticking to them. So, you know, for our viewers or maybe our members, how exactly do you set goals? You know, what are your intentions for this year? What are your goals? Mm. Over the time, we've built a really good process for doing this because obviously it's not just what we do for ourselves and as a business, but for our clients too. And we developed this system, Winning the Game, uh, which is a, a terrific process um, that takes, we want to be in 12 months to break it down to 90 days into 30 days. And that chunking down starts to take it, as we've said earlier, from a big goal to a more modest goal to actually something that's relatively simple. Within the 30 days, what are you going to do this week toward that? And then finally, today, what are you doing right now towards this week's goal? And wow. actually, what are you doing in the moment to ensure that today is a success? Talking about chunking, right? Yeah, I mean, that's down to the, the most micro-thin level where the action step is, it might just be to send an email, but that email sets up a meeting with the accountant that results in you getting a restructure that gets you a tax refund that lets you save more, that gets you to deposit for your house. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and so by breaking it down into that layer and then holding yourself accountable for that day, and most people uh, can be very, very efficient um, at having a to-do list, and it's a big trap to fall into. You know, mm. I'm going to be more organized this year. I'll have a to-do list for everything. I get it all written down. Right. Now, to-do list is good. It makes you very good at what you do, but it makes you very efficient but not very effective because most of the things on that list are probably not the ones that are going to help you get to your goal. They're just the things okay. you've got to do today because you're looking through today's lens. What do I need to do today? Okay. Whereas if you break it down and say, what do I need to do this year, and then filter down from there what needs to happen today to do that all right. of a sudden every action you're taking has got that deliberate intention of getting you absolutely on point sure and if i look back over the years at some of the mentors i've had the opportunity to work with and, and also speak alongside we do a lot of public speaking as part of what we do sure it'd be like branson robert kiyosaki and tony blair um probably one of the big ones in this space that would be tony robbins uh, and tony's philosophy has always been Never ever leave the site of setting a goal without taking an action step toward achieving it. And it's such an action-driven um, statement. And that's probably why things work for people that have that mindset. You know, if you've made a decision, just take massive action toward making it happen. So, you know, if you've decided you want to do this, get on the phone right now and call the person you need to call to get the appointment set to make the meeting happen to get the outcome you need. Or, sure. or if you need to register for a course or, oh, this year I want to lose weight and I'm planning on getting fitter. Okay, well, make the call right now and join the gym. Exactly. And go and get your sneakers and everything ready and go today. Don't say, oh, next Monday, I'll start next Monday. What's the point of delaying it? Yeah, and that's where things unravel because by delaying it, there's a chance for that momentum to stop. And once you've got momentum, it's just like you know, just over Christmas, there's somebody broken down. You know, they're in the lane there, and 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 I remember you sort of hop out and try and get my hand, push the car to get it started. And, and that initial push is pretty hard work. But as soon as you've got it moving and it's got momentum, it becomes a lot easier. And taking those first few steps to build that momentum is again something that they're the hardest steps, but they're the most important. That's for sure. Wow. And it, there's so, so many powerful messages mm. in that. And taking that, what you've learned and who you've worked with, what actually are your goals for this year? <laughs> I know it's a really open-ended question, right? Yeah. But I'm certain that you've That's got some thing. super 
well-written, well-thought-out goals. What are they? There's a few. That's a sneaky question you've ambushed me with there. I, I, I no, make no apologies. No, well, I sat down yesterday and went through and laid out the game plan so they're fresh in mind. And look, they're across a lot of different areas because you know, we've all got lots of different things that go on within our lives. You know, some are money-related, some are business-related, family-related. Sure. So for me, um, number one, we, we've got a farm down at Byron Bay. And, and this year, we're just starting to move into organic chili production. So I've got some big plans in that. And Part of the farming, which is the total opposite of trading, which is what I do for a living, the trading side of farming is the fun bit, um, is that it's taught me how important it is to be patient. You can't rush nature. <laughs> and I found that banging my head against it was like, oh, God, but that's the reality of being in that space. So I've sure. had to learn some new skills there. So we've got some big plans and goals in there with our organic chili production. Family-wise, um, you know, I'm very fortunate. I spend uh, uh, usually about 10 to 12 weeks a year holiday uh, with my wife and kids. And, and, and this year, I've got some really specific plans of things I want to do with my kids. So my eldest is five. Next one is just about term four. And they're at an age, particularly now, where that that investment of time. And you know, a great quote from a, a dear friend of mine, Kevin Ray. You know, how do kids um, spell love? And it's T-I-M-E, it's time. Wow. And we can get so caught up on our quest, particularly as entrepreneurs and business owners, that we don't invest that time um, face to face. So I've got some very specific plans with my kids. Um, very, very different journeys with them because they have different personality types, um, which are very hands-on projects. And I'm really looking forward to that because it's not it's not a chore and it's not a, a project as such. It's just fun. And that's important. As far as my wife's concerned, we're just about to have our fourth. So it's pretty busy wow. right now. So we've got four under five. Uh, and f my wife's given up her career to be a full-time mum, and she's done a marvellous job of it, and she had a pretty serious career. She's a partner in law firm. Um, and so one of my goals for our relationship, and specifically with her, is to create a couple of windows this year where she can just get away on her own. And, and I'm very fortunate that I get to go to work or I travel or I do what I do, and I get some downtime, uh, which is important. You've got to have that time for yourself. Sure. And I want to create that time for her so that she can... She can enjoy being her again without just having the kids running around. That's something that's really important. Business-wise, man, we've got, so you know what we've got planned oh, for this year. Oh, plenty. We've got three game-changing projects this year. <laughs> and as they roll out Q1, Q2, Q3, these are true game-changers in terms of being able to help everyday people get a better control of their wealth, create tomorrow's wealth today, and to be able to do that either in a very hands-on or a very passive way. For me personally, uh, a couple of big goals for me. One is it going to be a continued work in the health and fitness space. I look at the progress we've made this year, which is which is great. But we need to go harder. And we I'm, do. And, and I know you're going to do that. Oh, of course, <laughs> I'll be cracking that with every morning. Um, don't you worry. So yeah, you know, they're spread out across a lot of different areas. I've got some. You know, I love reading. I'm a voracious reader. I've sort of timetable what I want to read for the year. And I know if you're watching this, it sounds so prescribed. But if you don't plan, nothing happens. So I've got my books ordered, and I want to be reading. I've already downloaded them on Audible, so I can get them in there as well. Wow. Uh, and I've got some specific niches that I want to block my uh, my uh, energy in terms of my own personal focus. Um, but the business ones this year, I think more than anything, are going to have a profound impact on our tribe, our community, in wow. terms of being able to help them more easily make more money, which is what this is all about. And there's one last thing that I want to explore that you actually mm. mentioned quite a few times in that, mm. and, and that's fun. Mm. How do you have fun? I mean, because goals, setting goals, working towards them, mm. it should be fun, right? Mm. It's not all about being a super serious person who just never enjoys anything. You've got to have fun along the way, right? Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, Every step of this, you've got to put fuel in the tank if you want to stay on track. You know, and a year is a long time. And we go hard. Um, we do. We've got big business. We've got big commitments and obligations to our clients. I was saying when I have four kids, um, life is busy. We'll play Crazy. Time. 
you have to have fun along the way. And if you don't do that, you can find yourself falling into that slump of why am I even bothering with this? Sure. And you, you rewarding yourself along the way with a, be it a big reward, a small reward, something that's tangible or an experience is part and parcel of that. But more than any single thing that I've learned over the last 20 years, particularly or 27 years being in markets as a trader, is that yes, this business is all about making money. And you know something, it's got nothing to do with the money. It's got to do with time and being able to buy that time back. And if you're able to create an opportunity where you are able to structure out time to spend with the people you want to spend with, whether that is with yourself, your partner, with your broader family, with your kids or whatever it might be, and making that experience fun, all of a sudden, the people that are involved in your tribe, whether that's you and your partner, you and your kids, the broader family, whatever it might be, because the outcome from the hard work that you're putting in, the discipline that you're putting in, affects everyone in a positive way. You're able to do good things together, whether it be travel. I mean, Friday night in my household, go to the movie room. Every Friday we have movie night without fail. The kids wow. pick a movie. They also cook pizzas. They're getting better at that. Oh too. my I, God. That sort of doesn't really conflict. That conflicts with <laughs> my fitness goal, but they're great pizzas. Um, and, um, and they'll look back on those memories as being precious and, and, and fun times. It's only a small thing right now, but building those sort of traditions and having the family enjoy the benefits of that work, whether it's a great trip, you know, we've had some terrific trips this year too, but w whether it's a great trip or those sort of smaller or one-on-one -on -one experiences, you might go out and do something at the park or the zoo or something like that, they remember. And if they're having fun along the way and the whole tribe is enjoying the journey you're on, suddenly they're not your goals, is a far bigger purpose. And, and we wow. kind of started this with this whole notion of having some emotion in the game. And for me, my family is my driver more than any single thing. Sure. It used to be money, and I've grown up finally. Actually, not. As, as males, we <laughs> never grow up. We never grow up, we know that. But as we get older and perhaps more reflective, that emotion for me is my family. And if I see my family happy and I'm able to provide things and spend time with them, more importantly, that puts a smile on their face, that means the sort of milestones on my goals are easy to knock over because that's just priceless and you can't you can't put a value on that. Truth. Wow. Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important. I mean, focus on the little things because when you look back, you'll realize they're the big things. True. And 2020 is a year that should be a great year for everybody. It's never been easier to be successful in life, but it's never been harder to be focused. There's so many distractions with social media and totally. people getting caught up on other people's opinion and so on. And you know, if we were to put a, a ribbon around this and say, well, how would you summarize a game plan for starting the year? Get very clear on what you want. Be absolutely remorseless in your focus on getting it. Be very, very flexible in the plan that you need to get there because things change. Have fun along the way. Chunk it down so it's bite-sized. But take the time to work out what it is first that you want, because if you're going to put this year into being the best person you can be or enjoy the future that you want, you kind of want to make sure the ladder's leaning against the right wall before you climb up it. Wow. And take the time to work out what you want first, and then climb it and enjoy the view. There you go. There's many, many good lessons in there. A.B., thank you very much for sharing your expertise. I mean, I'm already feeling way more motivated now. I'm going to start <laughs> writing down all my goals. Good stuff. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Mitch. Always good to chat. Cheers.